Hello and welcome to the September 2023 edition of the What's On Reading podcast. Now, September in the world of arts, culture and heritage here in Reading and probably elsewhere. But, you know, we're only here to talk about Reading. Generally means the start of a new season for venues and for organisations and promoters bringing a new season of shows out. It's also the start of a new term for classes and workshops and activities for learning any sort of creative arts. September is also the month where Heritage Open Days takes place and we'll be speaking to Alex Brannan who's coordinating this year's Heritage Open Days here in Reading once again a bit later on. But first, shows, classes, new seasons, new terms, we decided to come somewhere that does both. We are here at Reading Rep Theatre and we are here with Nick. Uh, Hello, thank you so much for having me. Third time with us. Indeed, you yeah, get, looking you, forward to being back. You've got a swanky jacket. Um, <laughs> and also joining us today is Chris. Hello, it's my first time on the podcast, uh, but really excited to be with you. So I think we're going to have to go to you first, Chris. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what your role is here at Reading Rep. Yeah, so I've been with Reading Rep for about three years, all in all, uh, kind of since, the well, pre the building opened, I did the Twilight and Christmas experience that we yeah, were the, part of. So I helped kind of direct and create that project and then do some maternity cover and now I'm full-time at Reading Rep as the Associate Director, Head of Engage, uh, which is Reading Rep's outreach department. Splendid stuff. And Nick, to familiarise yourself with people who may not have heard either of your (laughs) previous appearances on the show. I'm Nick, I'm the Executive Director. Um, I've been here now for five years, terrifyingly, um, and it's been quite the roller coaster. I mean, it was we didn't have a theatre at the beginning of that journey. We are pandemic in the middle of it. And um, as, you, as you say, we're now sitting in the theatre and having just announced our third season of work in the new building. So, yeah. Very exciting. It is exciting. It's always exciting because you always make such, I was about to say such a big deal, which sounded more derogatory <laughs> than I meant. But there's always a, a bit of uh, excitement and a bit of pomp and ceremony yeah. around a new season announcement mm. from Reading Rep. I think because you announced the whole thing at at once. Well, yeah, that's really, it's really purposeful. And I mean, opening the new building gave us, as an organisation, an opportunity to produce year-round. Um, you know, we're producing far more weeks of the year than we have ever have done before. And, you know, we make all the work here in, in Reading and for Reading with lots of Reading artists, creatives, practitioners and participants in the, in the community work as well. And it, giving it a moment to, to announce that whole season of work and put a spotlight not just on one thing but on everything we're doing feels really important to I guess you know communicate to the town that that's what we're we're doing that's what we stand for and um, hopefully something people can be proud of as, as well and there's some there's some great stuff lined up this year mm. obviously this is the September podcast we're not really going to have a chance to go in a lot of detail into into everything but the first big show of the season is a revival of a show that hasn't been yeah. performed for, yeah. for how many years now? Oh, was it 20? Yeah, it's about 20, yeah, it's a long time. We're very lucky because we happen to have one of the, uh, one of the directors with us of that, well, that show. It's almost like we <laughs> planned it. I know. Yeah, it's a great piece and um, it's really nice to have the opportunity to to relook at it in today's kind of era and and kind of so much has changed you know even in the last kind of five years so much has changed in people's perceptions of identity and 
the ideas of how that all works and and, and that that ultimately is what uh, R&J really explores through yes, this I, I think before we go too much into this yes. we should probably say what what it actually is yes <laughs> so um Shakespeare's R&J is Romeo and Juliet but it's explored by uh four students who find the text and through the retelling of the text of Romeo and Juliet, they find out a bit more about their own identity and their kind of journey through finding their orientation, their gender, their a bit about themselves and their identity, which is kind of why I was talking about how identity being such a topical subject at the moment. Um, and therefore it, it opens up. And what Paul, um, who's the artist director here and director of the show, is really interested in this idea of, of understanding that you can be who you want to be and allowing people to go on that that journey through the telling of Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet it's, it, it itself is about, you know, who am I? Am I what I've been told I was? Yeah. Uh, who can I love? Um, so exploring that in the way that Shakespeare's R&J does is, is it's not as unusual as it might first appear when you think about it, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, um, it being told by four four guys who are in this setting of a school is it makes it again with with shows like Sex Education and Heartstopper out there at the moment. Um, it really opens up the conversation as to to what that looks like. Um, this story of these two families um, and how young young lads go through finding themselves in that. Um, and I really hope when audiences kind of watch it, they they are able to leave not only enjoying Romeo and Juliet but also questioning or being able to have the conversations with their families about themselves or where they are in their life. And that's, I think, something really exciting and powerful to tell. It's an interesting, it's interesting that, that October slot where, where this show sits mm-hmm. has often become the, the slot where we're sort of reinventing a classic. Obviously, we, we started with Dorian and then we've, we've gone on for Jekyll and Hyde uh, recently. So this is the same sort of thing, reinventing yeah. a classic text. So, you know, it has all those big soliloquies and monologues you expect of Romeo and Juliet all those anchors are there but it's also got this totally sort of like new fresh look new retelling of a classic text hopefully it goes as well as the other two yes (laughs) fingers crossed that'd be nice yes wouldn't it (laughs) (laughs) while we're talking about it what what else is coming up at least this side of of Christmas I think that's as far as we can get away with in a September uh, edition of a podcast absolutely we have got probably our most well, no, not probably, definitely <laughs> our most ambitious Christmas season to date. Yeah, the last couple of years, we, um, we, we, we did a new adaption of um, Christmas Carol, obviously, for the last couple of years. First one heavily affected by COVID and yep. that sort of thing. So brought it back last year and, you know, that did so well. And there's such an appetite for, for work at, at Christmas that we've decided to do a sort of a double header this year. So we're doing um, a show called Potted Panto, which is, well, seven pantos in one. Um, <laughs> it's an incredible sort of whistle-stop tour through the history of pantomime and is really suitable for the whole the whole family. And we're also doing a production of It's a Wonderful Life, Frank Capra film, obviously part of many people's Christmas. Ab- absolutely. It's, it's so beloved. Yeah, isn't it, it really is. Um, but also so different to Christmas Carol. So obviously it's set in the US, but still has that beautiful sort of um, snow globe style Christmas chocolate box thing going on which is so important absolutely and it and like a a christmas carol it's about a man looking at his life decisions and and revisiting his past and and all that it's it's the other side of the coin really isn't it it really is yeah Uh, it's got yeah as you say really similar themes and leaves you with the uh that lovely sort of you know feeling in your stomach at christmas uh, that things have gone okay 
Yes. So that's that's coming up later. But we should probably talk about what's happening here in September because mm. you're doing comedy here we for the are. first time. We've got oh, seven comedy nights that we've got um, scheduled throughout this season of work. And for us, it's just about broadening that, that offer. We've, we've, we've built up such a loyal and wonderful audience over the last two and a half years in, in this new building. And it just seems like the logical next step just to start you know, expanding that creative offering to the, to the town. So we've got, oh, I've got to remember my lineup for the first one. It's Olga Koch, I believe, headlining the first event, who is incredible. I saw her in Edinburgh about three years ago. Absolutely hilarious. So really excited to start there. Yes, um, she's, she's wonderful. I've seen her on TV. I always manage to miss her when she plays live in Reading, so I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to be able to make it down this time. Yeah, well, I think this venue will work so well for yeah. comedy as well. It's got that, you know, it's, it's intimate, but we're also big enough to hold a, a good-sized crowd, so... And that kind of leads me to a question that I, I probably wasn't going to ask at this point, mm. because there were other things I was going to get to first. But, Chris, as you mentioned, this is the third season in this building, and it's not so much of a new space anymore. It's, it's mm. something you've got a bit more used to, I suppose. How does it feel now versus, you know, when, when we last spoke, there was still paint drying in here, I think. <laughs> I mean, I've kind of come from being effectively an audience member to then being a creative here to now working here. And I think it's gone on a real journey and it's really settled and audiences feel like they are part of something here, not just uh, a visitor. They feel like they are part of a of a building that is going on a journey, and which is really lovely. And it's, you know, the, the bar's warm, the outside area's got a lovely atmosphere. The whole experience of being at Reading Rap becomes a whole journey that you go on. And it's not just about what you're seeing, it's about the whole experience of being here. And we see a lot of people who do join us in every aspect of, of what we do, both in our participation of events, in the in the bar, watching the shows. And there's a real community that's growing here, which is, which is exactly kind of what, what you and Paul wanted when you set out. To, set, to bring this place to fruition. It's obviously been a really unusual time to open a building as well. Yes. I mean, we opened our doors when there were still like restrictions going on. And so many people's first experience of Reading Rep was their first experience coming back to live entertainment, which is quite a responsibility, actually, I think, <laughs> and one that we took really seriously as well. Mm. We put the audience front and centre in what we in what we do and the community front and centre in what we do. So, you know, we, we learn from every show about what, what works, what works for our audience, for our participants. You know, since Chris has joined the organisation, we've really changed our offers in terms of work with young people as well that can now come into the building. Well, I'll let Chris talk more about our classes and that sort of thing. But yeah, we are learning all the time and that's what we're here to do. Yes, and that, that does take me nicely on to my next question in a way that was a much more smooth segue than otherwise I don't think I could have managed, which is that class is back in session in September. Yeah, so we've got a whole host of evening classes that we're we're running. So we have our youth theatre, which is a, a junior and a senior youth theatre. So that's under 16 and over 16. Youth theatre, which runs on a Tuesday and is being run by um, some fantastic freelancers who are local-based performers and practitioners in their own right. And then we have started a new class, which is our adult class classes which are for anyone over 18 who can experience or over 16 and can experience kind of a whole kind of range of opportunities to develop skills further to experience what an audition would be like and and to really fine-tune some skills so even if you are a trained actor but you want to have a fresher course it's a great place to come and work in in a building with practitioners to actually develop those skills and then we have an actors club there are a lot of actors who are in Berkshire as a whole and who are wanting somewhere to be able to come and meet other actors and other creatives and it provides a whole 
setting where they can come and sit, read a script, again, be in this kind of part of a community, and we hope to become the home home of those. So they're the kind of our evening offerings that we kind of run and then in the holidays so in October half term and then next year Easter and then in the summer we have our holiday courses which again are open to a range of ages so that there are opportunities for all and again it's kind of partly about bringing people into the industry and getting that first touch or that a developed touch of what the industry is like not just a, a fun session but actually something that they can then take on into something that would develop them as a as a person as a practitioner that, that is in a safe secured way here at Reading Rep. You know, whether whether you're a school group coming to watch a show or a school group engaging in a workshop, at every point you know, you know, you should know where your theatre is in Reading that you can come and be a part of, and that's something that's really important to all of us here at Reading Rep about how we engage people in our work. It's not just about the show; it's about what happens around the show, mm-hmm. uh, both from the lighting to the kind of scenic art through to the voice workshops through to understanding Shakespeare and being able to access all those skills so whether that's teachers knowing they've got a group of students needing a specific skill set worked on or it is a family who has a child that wants to have an experience and we're able to hopefully provide those opportunities. So in short if you want to be part of Reading Rep Theatre there are many many avenues no matter what your age no matter what your position in life you can come and and find a way to be part of Reading Rep Theatre. Yeah totally we're you know I think we're really open to hearing what people want, which is how the adult classes has come to happen this this new season is we've had a lot of email requests and a lot of conversation with our customers. And so we've kind of gone, listened to them and then responded by offering this. And that's something that we're really open to at the moment. You know, as Nick says, we're only in our third year. So, you know, we're entering our toddler years of being a theatre, but we are fully walking. And there, but we're still listening and we're still wanting to learn what people in the community want to have and what they what they want their theatre to provide. The yeah. access is so absolutely vital to us. So, you know, 10% of the tickets we have, we give away for free to all sorts of groups that otherwise wouldn't be able to access culture in the, in the town. And the same with all of our, our youth theatres and summer schools and that, there's always subsidised places available, so there should be no barriers. And hopefully that, that comes across like we are, you know, we, we want people to engage with us, we want, we want them to be part of our journey. So hopefully there should, be no, there should be no barriers, and if they are, we need to get rid of them. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're just going to pause a little here at Reading Rep and talk a little bit about one of the other big things that's happening in Reading this month, which is, of course, Heritage Open Days back once again. And on the line, we have Alex Brannan, who is the coordinator of all things Heritage Open Day here in Reading. Alex, what's coming up this year? So Heritage Open Days takes place across the country every year. This year, it runs from the 8th to the 17th of September and here in Reading we've got about 35 free events over the period showcasing all of the amazing heritage and history that Reading has to offer. This year's theme is Creativity Unwrapped. There are a number of uh, events, exhibitions, craft making events, displays of artwork etc across many of the venues, not all but many of the venues. So of what's still available give us some of the highlights. Heritage Open Days in Reading is a mixture of bookable events and events where you can just turn up. So a, f- a, f- a few examples of just turn up events 
an exhibition, special exhibition, or should I say hexhibition at the Hexagon, which looks back at 40 years, 45 years of, of, of Reading's, one of Reading's most famous cultural icons, behind the scenes tours and lots of info about things that have taken place there over, over time, or go inside buildings like the Quaker Meeting House just off London Street, it was built in 1715, or, or perhaps Reading Synagogue, if you've never been in a synagogue, you know, this is a chance, one chance a year through Heritage Open Days to, to sort of see inside, you know, and learn a bit more about the building and, and about Judaism. Or, you know, if you've never been to Basildon Park, which is the National Trust's amazing house and gardens and estate, you know, west of Reading, then from the 11th to the 16th of September, it's free to go as part of Heritage Open Days, where normally there would be a charge unless you're a member of the Trust. So it's a nice chance to go and, you know, see inside places that perhaps you've been curious about being passed and take the opportunity to find out a bit more about them. Ideas of, of you know, some of the, the, the unique things that are on, there's a great photography exhibition, an architectural photography exhibition at Junction Arch at Cemetery Junction um, by a former architectural photographer of the year. I mean, that sounds like that's going to be fantastic. If you like dressing up, and don't we all, then you can dress up in Victorian costume and go on an interactive family adventure around Reading Old Cemetery. There's so many things that you can just do. And, you know, most of them you can just turn up and visit on the day. That all sounds brilliant. So where do people go to find out about all this? There's lots of ways to find out. There's a printed programme of all of the events on in Reading, which you can get through Reading's libraries. Uh, if you go to whatsonreading.com, you'll find a whole section about Heritage Open Days and the events there. Or if you want to venture further afield and get a bit more information, then there is a national heritageopendays.org website that has hundreds and hundreds of things to do, places to visit across the whole country. So that's Heritage Open Days, and that's the, the, the where's and the when's and the how's to book. So I guess we should probably talk about, at the very least, we know the where, because that's here at Reading Rep. But what are the when's for all the things we've talked about? What's coming up first? I guess that's the, the classes, isn't it? So yeah, all of our evening classes start on, well, the first youth theatre starts on the 19th, and then following on from there, they run all the way through to the autumn, and then you can book all of those. And then the following term on our website, Reading Rep, and just go to the Take a Part section. Excellent. And the first comedy show is? first comedy show is on the 28th of September. Uh, and again, tickets through the, through the website already selling really fast. So get going. Absolutely. And then R&J? Yeah, that opens on the 11th of, of October. And um, we're extending all of our produced work to four weeks this time as well oh, wow. um, in this season. So yeah, on for a month from there. Excellent. So plenty to do this month, plenty to do next month, and indeed all the way up to Christmas and potentially all the way up to the summer holidays if you, you know, if we've taken all the details down. <laughs> all that's really left for me to say is thank you to both of my guests. Thank you, Nick. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chris. Thanks so much. And thank you to everyone at Reading Rep who made this possible. It's such a wonderful place to be sitting in and recording. Thank you to Alex, of course, for joining us on the line. And thank you to all of you for listening. Please join us again next month for another podcast. And don't forget to subscribe.